Baptism uh, means to, to be immersed. It comes from the Greek word baptizo, and it means to go under. And most of us, when we go to a baptism, because we have a sprinkling rite, we just pour a little bit over the baby's head. Actually, the church now encourages churches and priests to build churches with full immersion um, fonts and to fully immerse both infants and to fully immerse uh, adults. And they do that for two reasons. Firstly, because the symbolism is better. And secondly, because it's this immersion. It's the immersion to the life of Christ. Now, most of us, because we say Father, Son and Spirit, think that really that action is all about the Trinity. Whereas in actual fact, it's the watery grave. St. John Chrysostom talked about the watery grave of baptism, that we go down for day one with Christ in his grave, up to new life, down for day two, up for new life, down for day three, up to definitive new life in Christ in baptism. And as we do that, we say Father, Son and Spirit. But I found out most Catholics don't know that. It's meant to be the grave of Christ. And it's a watery grave. And I tell the story in the book that the first baptism I ever did as a deacon was of my niece, Emily. And my uncle was a priest. He's now dead and uh, in heaven, please God. And Father Frank Leonard uh, built a church, a new church, and put in a full immersion font for adults and for uh, children. And I announced to the family that I would be doing a full immersion baptism for Emily. And uh, my mother wasn't very keen on it. She thought this was ridiculous. And she always tells me I go too far and, you know, you've got no limits. And, you know, sprinkling did everybody else. It should do uh, Emily. And uh, so she said, thank God, you know, Peter, Emily's father, my brother, he'll have, he has more sense than you do, and he won't want this. Well, that night over dinner at their place, I was talking to Michelle and Peter about the baptism and doing some preparation. And I said, I want to do a full immersion. And I wasn't feeling I was winning that argument. So I said, Peter, you've got to know that mum thinks the whole idea is very bad indeed. And Pete looked at me and said, good, we're doing it then. <laughs> so on a Sunday, there we were, where I got Emily out of her clothes and into the water. And of course, it had hot and cold running water. It was like a lovely bath for this little baby. And I said, Emily Therese, I baptise you in the name of the Father down into the water. Oh, she loved it. And of the Son down into the water. Oh, yeah, I didn't drown her. I just took her up to her neck. And of the Holy Spirit. But because it's my first baptism, I thought, well, I better put a bit of water over her head. <laughs> so I got her head in my elbow and went to get a little bit of water to put over her uh, head. But she got a tsunami in her face. And um, the poor thing screamed on top note. And my mother jumped up in the front row and said, I told you this was a stupid idea. And my brother turns around to my mother and says, will you sit down and shut up? <laughs> so the Leonards in Australia have family fights at baptisms. That was my very first baptism as a deacon. So I tell these stories because I want to humanise the sacraments too. You know, it is the divine meeting the human. And every one of the sacraments is what I, is what I do with them, trying to humanise them. Sometimes the stories are very funny. Sometimes they're heartbreaking. Um, I also try to give a film that we might reflect on what, at the end of each of them, that people might go away and watch a film. And it's really good. What film for baptism? Uh, well, it won't come as a surprise. It's The Shawshank Redemption. And uh, where Addie Devane has to crawl through a river of excrement to come out clean on the other side. And then we get this great John 21 moment where he meets Red uh, Morgan Freeman uh, on the beach at the end of the film, which is all about, you know, it's so strong and called a redemption, about being redeemed, about being saved from ourselves. The other thing I pick up in that chapter, which I would like to mention, is who can be baptised. I was going to ask you that, it's because there is important. a thing now about parents who, there's a movement to say, well, if your parents aren't practising, 
the child shouldn't be baptized. Yeah. And, and I tell a great story, which is actually about a great Irish Jesuit. We, the last Irish Jesuit to work in Australia, was a man called uh, Father Donald Taylor. And uh, he was a Tipperary man. And uh, Donald went to Hong Kong, but then came down to Australia. He was my first parish priest. And we're in King's Cross, which is the red light district of Sydney. And the Jesuits have had that parish for the last 40 years. And um, Donald was um, a great, great man, but very conservative, quite traditional. And after Mass, I had preached as the deacon uh, at, the, at the final Mass at 10.30 on Sunday morning. And a really beautiful lesbian couple came up after Mass and they had twins. And they said, we're wanting to know whether you would do the baptism of our twins. And they were very upfront. They said, we're a lesbian couple. We had the children by IVF. The fathers are in their lives, but they're not involved. We're not going to ask them to be the godfathers. But we would like you to do the baptism. Well, what a surprise. This wasn't covered in my seminary education. Nobody told me about the lesbian couples with the IVF kids and the dads are still on the scene and now they want baptism. So we were having Sunday lunch and there was just Donal and me. And I said to Donal, I told him the story and he said, well, what did you, I'm sorry to do the accent and I know it'll be, it's so offensive, but it's full of affection and every drop in me is Irish. He said, what did you say to them? I said, uh, I'd get back to them and I took their number. He said, what is your problem? And this is a really conservative man. And I said, well, you know, they're in a complex situation, aren't they? He said, oh, for God's sake, did they not teach you anything in that seminary? He said, it is those beautiful little girls who are asking Christ to baptize them, not you and not the church. So if you won't baptize them, I will. And it was one of the great theological moments of my life because he said two really important things about the sacraments. It is Christ who baptizes, Christ who forgives, Christ who confirms, Christ who marries, Christ who hosts us all at the Eucharist, Christ who ordains and Christ who anoints. It's not me. It's I do it on behalf of Christ, but Christ is the actor. And they're Christ's sacraments. He invites people to his sacraments, even through the life and ministry of the church. Sure, very important. But it is he and Donald Taylor, this very traditional Irish-Australian Jesuit taught me one of the great lessons and I'm so grateful I learned at the beginning of my ministry.